Amen, amen, amen. If you will stand with me for the reading of the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Y'all just jump right in there and almost, it's like almost we didn't miss a beat too much there. Thank you so much. They do a wonderful job, don't they? Amen. They've led a great worship this morning and tonight. Obviously, you do it week in and week out. I think they deserve a great big hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. I want to read to you um, from the book of John chapter 4, verse 35. John chapter 4, verse 35. And again, it is my honor to be here. I give to uh, your pastor and Sister Arthur. Thank you so much for the invitation and allow, allowing me to be here uh, this evening. I do apologize that, um, that my wife is not here with me. Uh, but I, uh, that's what I said last time. Well, okay. Um, well, hallelujah. I apologize last time. I'll do it again this time. <laughs> of course, uh, Pastor knows. And uh, my father-in-law passed away in October, and uh, it was—it's been about two months now, and so they're still in that process. And uh, we, we, we all understand. Yes, I, I knew you would. Uh, I, I will actually, it's, I believe it's Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. Matthew, I'll get it right in just a moment. 1344. Let's see if that's the correct one. Um, I've got two scriptures written down here. And uh, I don't always, yes, that is. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Uh, the reason I like to give honor to the musicians and, and singers and all uh, is because they practice when you're not here. And uh, they, that's a lot of practice. They, they spend hours and hours, not only before they get here, but they're practicing at home on the keyboards, on the, uh, on the kitchen table with pots and pans and uh, the bass guitar, air guitar, steering wheel, yes, air guitars, I understand. My son, one day, I, I sent him a message. I said, hey, bud, I'm getting you for your birthday. I'm getting you a, a, a guitar. And I sent him a picture of a, uh, just a blank space up, uh, at a music store. He said, what kind of guitar is it? I said, it's called an air guitar. <laughs> he wasn't real happy, but it's okay. He can go buy his own. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in the field. The which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy goeth, therefore goeth, and sell all that he hath, and buyeth the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure. And then verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he hath found one pearl of great price, went and sold all he had and bought it. Verse 47, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net. Uh, it was, it's almost as if the Lord was being redundant when he's talking to the disciples. He had, it's like he had told them, again, I've already told you this once, but you're not grasping what I'm trying to say. I want to preach to you for a few moments on the subject, the wealth beyond the walls. The wealth beyond the walls, the value of the field. The wealth beyond the walls. Would you put your Bibles down, lift your hands to heaven, and uh, let's talk to the Lord for the next few moments. Hallelujah. God, would you touch us? Come on, everybody, lift your voice to heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for touching us. 
God, I thank you for the powerful move of your presence that we've felt here tonight. Let there be miracles, healing, signs, and wonders. Fill someone with the baptism of your spirit, Lord. I ask you to work tonight in the middle of this message. Do a great work in this church, in our minds and our hearts. As we prepare for the days ahead, Lord, there's nothing we can do about yesterday, but it's today and tomorrow and the future. And we give you the praise. And everyone said in Jesus' name, Hallelujah. You may be seated if you'll help me preach this evening. Hallelujah. I love it when that happens. That means that everybody is going to kind of get behind me for the next hour and a half. Amen. I'm kidding. Just smile. Just relax. I'm kidding. Amen. I, I, I said it a moment ago. It was Jesus was referencing. He said, I'm, I'm not telling you something brand new. I'm not... Uh, I'm afraid, but you haven't got a hold of it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure. I fear that we, you, you haven't grasped it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in the field. I'm here to affirm to everybody in this building tonight that by experience that we know that the treasure is outside the walls of the church. Amen. There's value outside this building. Uh, I, I, I want us to understand that we are uh, we're in this pursuit of, uh, of being uh, something uh, greater from God or having something greater for God. Uh, we as, as Pentecostals, as apostolics, we are uh, many people. Let me, let me rephrase that. Many people are looking for the illustrious, the sensational, the, uh, the attractive, uh, but they have to be spiritual treasures. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of business as usual. Let me say that again. I, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of business as usual. I'm tired of the same old, same old. And uh, I, I really believe that to what we're going through as a nation and even this world, it has been a divine alignment with, king, with the kingdom. That God is saying, I'm trying to align you up with my purpose. Uh, he said, when you pray, pray in this manner. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In other words, we have gotten so out of whack with God and we've gotten so off balance with God. He says, I'm going to use this. I'm going to turn this and I want to align your will to my will. Hallelujah. Uh, it's already done in heaven. So it has to be come into alignment with the will of God in earth as it is in heaven. Somebody said amen. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of church as usual. Uh, there is something else, and please hear me tonight. There is something else that God is wanting out of us in this hour. There is something more that God desires out of every person in this building. There is something more that God is wanting out of us. If you've never had the Holy Ghost, He wants to fill you with His Spirit. Just as much as you want His Spirit, He wants to fill you with His Spirit. Come on, I believe that. that yes, I'm talking about peace, but uh, we, He wants to give us His power. He wants to give us His purpose. He wants to give us His personal promises. He wants to give us the supernatural interventions. Hear me tonight. He wants to give us divine demonstration. But we cannot have it unless I'm aligned with the will of God. Until I get in alignment with the will of God, I will not see the magnificent things that God can do because I believe that He wants the supernatural to operate in every church, in every service. I believe it is the will of God for the supernatural to, to operate. That people walk in here sick, God touches them, hallelujah, and, and heals their body. I believe it is the will of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. 
Uh, there are treasures that we are all seeking. We, uh, there are spiritual treasures that we are on a hunt after. We are pursuing them. We are searching for them. But sometimes they are treasures that are right underneath our nose. Hallelujah. I thank God for the lovely buildings. We travel full time and, and uh, we're in churches all around America and even overseas. And I'm thankful for the buildings that we have, Bishop Arthur. I, I'm thankful for the places that we can go and, and the comfortable comfortable facilities I'm, I'm thankful for the great programs and the, the quality music and the choirs and the trained uh, uh, musicians and all I'm, I'm thankful for the eloquent speakers and I'm thankful for the high tech presentations I'm, I'm thankful for all that but let me tell you ladies and gentlemen there is wealth beyond the walls I, I want to preach this message and I felt strongly in the Holy Ghost to push tonight towards what God wants to do with us as a church of the whole and, and uh, what God wants us not out of only yesterday but into 2021 and 2022 as long as He will allow us to. That there is wealth outside this building. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm okay with coming to church with the padded pew and the air condition, but there is something about the treasure getting into the field and harvesting and getting the treasure that is outside of these walls. I need some people to pray with me here for a few moments and I need some people to step into the flow of the Holy Ghost. uh, He has placed the treasure exactly where He wants it. He did not place the treasure inside the middle of the church. He didn't place it even at the altar. He didn't place it right here. He said the treasure is out beyond the walls. The the treasure is in the field. The man that, that found this treasure, if he would have taken the treasure, then he would have been a thief and that's not what God desires. He So the man hid the treasure again and he went back out and sold everything he had and came and bought the field so he could get the treasure. I'm telling somebody in this building tonight, if you want the treasure, you've got to buy the field. You have got to somehow purchase the field. Brother Marshall, what are you talking about? I'm not talking about only money, but I'm saying time and energy and effort and saying there is wealth outside these walls. There's people driving down this road here in front of us at Chester. I believe that people are driving down this road right now saying, I wonder what's going on inside of Oak Park Church. I've heard of the name before. We've got to reach out and say, we need to see them filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There needs to be a burden that grabs a hold. There needs to be a burden that grabs a hold of every person in this building that says, I will not let this years pass again that I will not reach somebody why because there is value in the field there's wealth beyond the walls I'm I'm preaching to some people my heartbeat here right now that it's not about coming to the the nice church I'd love to preach a message where everybody's swinging off the chandeliers or the light fixtures I, I would love to do that I've got a message you could do that but there's something inside of my spirit that says the time is short ladies and gentlemen the coming of the Lord is soon come on we don't have I don't know how long we've had I don't I don't know all of that but I will tell you that he is coming soon Prophecies have been fulfilled. Prophecy has been fulfilled in Scripture. And so now it's simply time for the trumpet to sound. And the only way that we are going to make it, I I don't know. I just happen to believe that you cannot be saved unless you see people and bring them into the house of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to 
I'll say it again. I have a problem that I don't think people understand. He said, the Bible says, go and make disciples. Go ye therefore into all the world. Come on, that's the Word of God. But we want to come in and we want to enjoy it. And there's people that are driving by this place right now. There's alcoholics that are in this city. I I need some people to pray with me. I need some people to pray with me right now. The enemy is not wanting me to preach this message. But I'm telling you what is in my spirit right now. There's alcoholics in this city that said, Oh, I wish I could find a place of comfort. I wish I could find a place of healing. I wish I could have a place of hope. There's somebody in this city with a gun to their head right now saying, I wish there was a place where I could find hope. I know that's heavy. I know I'm real heavy right now. But let me tell you what it is. It's the house of God. There is wealth beyond the walls. Brother Marshall, what do you mean? Are you talking about get rich? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He did not give His life just so we would come to church and enjoy our... Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not. You've got a wonderful pastor, but I know what is in my spirit right now. That God has hidden treasure for us. That we've got to get to the mass and find out that it's the man at the gas station that when we go in to pay he may speak with a different accent but whenever he begins to speak with that accent you tell him God loves you just as much as he loves me and I want to tell you of a place where you can find hope for your family it's not in the drugs you're putting into your body it's not in the pipe you're smoking it's not even in the things you're doing it is is in the house of God it is knowing that God can change your life the field there's value in the field because when you come into the house of God and you bring listen I'm telling you what I I love I I love life I, I just really enjoy life I like laughing I like cutting up I like having fun but there's nothing more there's nothing more enjoyable for me that whenever I walk into the house of God and someone comes to the altar and God fills them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost I would much rather have that than thousands of dollars Hello? People think, man, you're crazy. No, I'm not. Because my treasures are not here on earth. My treasures are in heaven. Brother Marshall, are you saying you're buying your way? No, I'm not saying I'm buying my way. I know that if, if I can see God fill somebody with the Holy Ghost, I know that my crown, I know that, I know that God is going to bless it. Come on, I guarantee you that if you pray for somebody and while you're praying for them, for God to fill them with the Holy Ghost, if you're sick, God will touch you while you're ministering to somebody else. Oh, I've, pre- I've seen it happen many times. It's happened to me. I'd be praying for somebody. God, would you touch them? God, would you put your hand upon them? And all of a sudden, it, God touches me. And God heals my body. I pray for somebody and God fills them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, He touches my body. And I'm thinking, wow, I don't have the pain that I had a moment ago. Why? Because it is the will of God for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I will not be quiet. I cannot be comfortable without seeing people Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Our commission is not to come and enjoy a nice building. Y- y'all understand where I'm coming from, don't you, Pastor? Is this all right? I, I-, I don't want anybody to misunderstand me. I'm, I'm a nice guy, or at least I- my mom tells me I am. And, uh, at least my mom tells me I am. and I- I, uh, I- I'm a nice guy. I don't tr- I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm telling you that there is wealth outside those walls. There's wealth outside this building. And I'm not talking about a physical or monetary wealth. I'm talking about people are valuable to the kingdom of God. You're valuable to the kingdom of God. Everybody sitting under the the sound of my voice. You have value to God. 
when I was in when I was pastoring, and I, I'm really still that way to this day, is that if I don't have somebody get the Holy Ghost in a service, I get frustrated. I get, you know, that's just ministry. That's kind of the way it goes. Uh, but Bishop, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. I want somebody to get the Holy Ghost every service because that's the purpose of it. I, purpose of me up here screaming and hollering and spitting everywhere, that's not, it's not an entertainment thing. We've become an entertainment society. You know, we, we want people at McDonald's to be, ha- be smiling and, and just being real friendly when we pull through the drive-thru. We want them to be kind and, and have a joke if you want to. Whatever. Uh, I, when I was pastoring, I was always looking for something to, to do to see people get the Holy Ghost. I was always, I, I was a, I'm a risk taker when it comes to that. I, I will, I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do. I mean, I'll do somersaults across the front. Well, maybe roll across the front. So somebody had the bright idea to sell fireworks for a fundraiser. Oh, dear Lord. So we went through the whole process. They set up a tent at Walmart in Madison, Indiana. And uh, we didn't make any money that year. And you're fixing to find out why. Because people would come in. And they would uh, they'd look through the, the fireworks. And one particular family, one particular family. Brother, what I'll do is when I point at you, I'll go like that. Then you give me a slide, please. Uh, we, we, we had this firework tent. And a family came in with five kids, mom and dad. And I knew that they didn't have two dimes to rub together. And the kids, they're walking around, parents with hands in their pocket. They didn't come in there with a purpose. The kids did, but mom and dad didn't. And uh, kid, Dad, can we buy this? Dad, we, well, let's do that later. We'll, we'll come back later on. And I, I, I understood. They, they didn't have the funds to do that. And so as they were walking out the building, there's a lady and her three children right there. The other one was gone, the other two actually. And uh, a lady's name was Devana. Her husband is uh, David. That's not the guy that's standing up there. Is not her, not, was not her husband then. David and Devana started coming. Uh, they came to the firework tent. And uh, they, couldn't, they couldn't rub two dimes together. And, and uh, as they were walking out of the tent, I said, Hey, here, here's your 1999 set of fireworks. That's why we didn't make money. And uh, I said, Tell you what, there's a $500 thing in here. If you'll sign up for it, then you know, we're giving this thing away. And I'm thinking, that's a Sunday school right there five kids. That's instant Sunday school. So I, uh, they, they came back in and they signed the card. I gave them the $20, you know, uh, a firework gift. And uh, they're excited, man. They, they thought they'd won the lottery. But I took that card and I made a big asterisk on top of it. And I folded it up and stuck it in the, the, the little uh, box. So when it was over, after the firework tent was over, I went and knocked on the door. They opened the door. Hello, hi preacher, how you doing? I said, man, I'm doing good. Thank you for coming out and uh, and and buying some or coming out to the, visit us in the tent. I wanted to tell you that y'all did not win that 500 thing. And I said, I'm sorry. I, I wished I could have. I said, but here's what I would like to offer you. I would like to offer you a home Bible study. Hello. I said I'd like to offer you a Bible study. It's really a lot better than the fireworks. Because the fireworks, boom, and it's done. Uh, they said, yeah, we'll, we'll take a Bible study. I said, would you come to church Sunday? They said, yeah, we'll come to church Sunday. And they came in. Those kids had never been in a nice place before. Those five kids, it was a world. Y'all remember Tasmanian Devil? <laughs> Hello? 
there were five of those Tasmanian devils. And I had been preaching. I said, we, I, this church is too quiet. Y'all sound, y'all, it's, it sounds like a library in here. And I said, we need, we need kids running around. Well, we got them. <laughs> so we, uh, uh, they, they left service. I went back to their house and I started teaching them a Bible study. It didn't smell nice. It didn't look nice. It, you'd sit on the couch and it's sticky and all that kind of stuff. And, but I kept going Saturday after Saturday after Saturday. I'd see them peek through the blinds and I'd hear the kids, It's the preacher again! Somebody would open the door and I'd go in, Hey, I want to give you all a Bible study. The lady, she said, Well, I'll never dress like that. I'll never act like that. I said, It's okay. You don't have to. I said, Just, you know, God takes care of all that stuff. I said, It's okay. I don't have, I don't have a dress to wear at church. Don't worry about it. Just dress. Clothes. Just have clothes on. She said, I can do that. I said, okay, come to church. So after several weeks, all of a sudden, they started coming regularly. And uh, God filled them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God filled Devana and her three kids, or four kids, with the Holy Ghost. And uh, now uh, her husband that's in the white shirt, her, her first husband left. That's life. Things happen. And uh, he, he just, you know, things happen. And this guy that she's married to right now, he was a single guy. He is the uh, keyboard player at the church. The wife and their daughter do sign language. The guy that's in the middle right back there with the red shirt, I think, is what he has on. He is uh, involved in the ministry at his church that's in northern, uh, that's just probably about two hours away. He had married a young lady. So what God did is there was a treasure that the Lord was looking for. I had to go out and dig. It was not easy. It was not comfortable. But you have to keep digging and saying, there's value here. Simply because we set up a fireworks tent, we began to sell fireworks. We tried to make money. It, we didn't make any money, but I, I have no problem with it because right now there's people that God filled with the Holy Ghost and they're involved. The two ladies do sign language at the church and they're, they're very good at it. Had they not gone through that, now their life is wonderful. They've got a beautiful place. That God is blessing them over and over and over and over again. There's people in this city. There's a David and Devana in this city that God is wanting to bring into Oak Park Church. The next, this next man, is he's got, the guy's in the middle. His name is um, Chris Vol. Uh, his dad, we, we did an out, a block party at our church. The Lord had given me a, a vision for something, and I kind of heard some other different people doing it, and the Lord had given me a vision to do something. And So I went to the high school. Uh, we, we, we did uh, adopt a block program. I'm sorry. And uh, we went to a particular part of the city. And uh, folks, I, I'm not trying to build me up. Do, do y'all, are y'all okay with this? I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to help you understand that God is wanting to do something mighty and use you to do this. So we did this uh, Adopt-A-Block, and I, I organized the church, and I said, okay, guys, we had 35 people in our building, in our church. We had 35 people. And I said, uh, if you want to be involved, give me two hours on Saturday We'll start at 10 o'clock, and if we're, we're done by noon, if everything is not completed, I'll just keep doing it. We had 100% participation. I said, we're going to do it for six weeks. All the young people, all you're going to do is pick up trash, walk around with gloves on and pick up trash off the streets. Uh, guys, we're going to walk around with lawnmowers and weed eaters and paintbrushes, and we're going to paint fences. Business owners were calling me and say, Pastor, we don't know what y'all are doing. 
but thank you for cleaning up our, our, our area of this city. The mayor called, Pastor, thank you for what you're doing. We, uh, on the sixth Saturday, we had everybody knocking on doors again. Uh, during the six weeks, every Saturday, people would knock on the door. They would not invite them to church. Hello? Don't invite people to church. Brother Marshall, that's really unusual. What are you out there? We'd walk up, and I, I, I was on one of the teams, and I'd say, Hello, my name is Tim Marshall. I wasn't Pastor Marshall. I said, my name is Tim Marshall. We, we're from the church up the road up here, Point of Grace. Yeah, that new building. Uh, we want to pray with y'all. Hey, can we pray for you? Yes, Aunt Myrtle's in the hospital. They don't know if she's going to make it. So somebody behind me is writing these things down. We get back to church on Sunday, and guess what we do? We call Aunt Myrtle's name, and the whole church prays for them. The next Saturday, I go, God is my witness. We knocked on the door, and I said, how are you doing? I want to I check on you again. How's Aunt Myrtle doing? She said, Aunt Myrtle's sitting here in the living room. She's doing wonderful. We don't know what happened. I said, I do. We prayed for Aunt Myrtle, and God has healed her. Hello? Come on. So we're not intruding in their lives and demanding they come. There was value in the field. There was wealth beyond the walls. So the sixth Saturday... We go and we're, we're, uh, we're setting up the tent. We're, we have the bounce arounds. We have the giveaways. We have the bicycles. The mayor shows up and I began to preach. Or we're working on this and are getting ready. And all of a sudden we have 288 visitors under that tent with 35 church members. You can ask, you ask my family. It was 35 of us. And all of a sudden, I had this, we had it organized down to a T, making hot dogs and hamburgers and giving that stuff away. That's fine. But the power of God moved under that tent, and God filled people with the Holy Ghost. I told them, I said, shut the hamburgers, not, pray with people. Help us pray, because we're up there working. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost moves, and God fills people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. One of the men, his name was uh, Gene Vall, and Gene Vall was in a wheelchair. He used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He comes to church. They started. We, we had probably about eight or nine people come to church and uh, out of that, uh, that uh, adopt-a-block thing. Uh, I'm happy for eight or nine people. I'd have been happy for one person. But God blessed us. And so we, uh, we get to church, and, and uh, Gene is coming for several months. And he calls me one day. He said, Pastor, my son is coming home from Afghanistan. And uh, he and his wife are really, really desperate. And he said, they, they, want to, they want the Holy Ghost. So I said, okay, this was a Wednesday night. I, I step up to the pulpit and I said, folks, this is not a Wednesday night. I said, your calendars are incorrect. This is a Sunday night service. This is not a Bible study. We're going to have a Holy Ghost blowout. We've got some friends here that are going to be here one night only. And uh, we're, we're, they want the Holy Ghost. How many believe God will fill them with the Holy Ghost? And people began to clap and worship. And, and so that was uh, Chris Vall right here in the middle. The next scripture, uh, the, next, the next slide, please. And, uh, well, that's, he's the tall one. Next slide. And so we began to pray for him. That's me with my the tan shirt on. And we began to pray. Hold on for just a second. And we prayed and prayed and prayed. And, and uh, he cried and begged God. And uh, you didn't have to beg God for the Holy Ghost. God wants to give it to you as much as you want it. But they had a lot of baggage because being in Afghanistan, it was a lot of baggage that they had on their lives. And so I stopped him and I said, Gene, uh, uh, Chris, have you ever been baptized in Jesus' name? He said, no, sir. I said, you want to get baptized? Your sin's washed away. He said, let's do it. So we took him up to the baptistry. His wife said, I want to get baptized too. And I said, okay. Uh, y'all, she said, can I get in the baptistry with him? And I said, yeah, I guess. There's nothing Scripture tell him again. So she got down in the, the, the baptismal tank with him and I put him down. 
in Jesus' name. And when I brought him up, God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. His wife, his wife grabbed his hand and all of a sudden God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But ladies and gentlemen, the, there's wealth beyond the walls. But when you now the story doesn't end there. In the next slide, please. This was him a couple of uh, a couple of years ago on Father's Day. Give me another script, another slide, please. That's him with his little girl. Is there one more slide? I think it is. And uh, uh, one more. Nope. That's go back to the other one. Uh, but God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He is now a pastor of a church in North Carolina. That's how much God God values the soul. Come on, somebody, hear me. He was a youth pastor. He was a, a district youth uh, 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 leader of some sort for several years. But now, God, he is pastoring a church. They're, they're out there, but we just got to find them. It may have to be that we sit across from somebody that smokes the whole time. It may be somebody that says, hey, you want a beer? Oh, I've had it happen. I'm giving them a Bible study. They pull a pop and pop a top again, man. They, they just pull another one out. There's people that roll marijuana and, and uh, do all sorts of stuff. That does not stop the love of God. They say, do you mind if I do this? Yeah, if you want to. Don't smoke the weed because I'm not going to get a residual high off of it. Preacher arrested after teaching Bible study. This would not look good, sir. How do you explain that? <laughs> Am I making sense at all? I was, uh, was in Tennessee, standing at a conference, and a, a man, I was talking to a guy, and all of a sudden a man walks in the door. That next slide. The guy that looks like Pepe Le Pew right there, that big old blonde thing. He, uh, he comes walking in the door, and I, everybody went... They were backing up, and the guy I was talking to, I said, hold that thought. And I walked up to him, and I said, how you doing? My name's Tim Marshall. He went, I said, oh, glad you're here tonight. I said, let me, let me, let me show you, find, help you find a place to sit. So I walked him in, and I sat him near some people that would not distract him, and that would not have, anyway, <laughs> found a good place for him. All of a sudden, in the middle of services going on, there's some man up there in front of him screaming and hollering and slobbering and palming his head. And I thought, oh. But let me back up a little bit. Before service started, when I went back to my friend out in the foyer, he said, what was that about? I said, everybody else was running from him. I said, if you go to the concerts or go to the, yeah, those things, I said, that's his domain. I said, the moment he stepped inside church, he entered my domain. Hello? Come on. So... Uh, church is going on, the man's palming his head and messing up his hair and all that kind of stuff. I tapped the guy, I said, hey, hold on, let me talk to him. So he gets down and I step up and I said, sir, you shouldn't even be here tonight. I said, the devil tried to kill you. And when I said that, he looked up at me and he said, who told you that? God. I said, the Lord spoke to me. I said, you should be in a cemetery right now. He said, I just left the hospital today. My kidneys, my kidneys are shutting down. He said, but I had to go find a church. I said, you came wanting the Holy Ghost. He said, yes, sir, I came because I need something in my life. I said, would you come with me to the altar? He said, yeah, let's go. He and his wife stepped out, and within 60 seconds of being down at the altar, God filled them both with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
after service, after service, a man, one of the men in the church, a young person, walked up and said, is his name such and such, and is this the band he's in? I said, I don't know. So I went to him. When I was talking to him after service, he told me, he said, yeah, he said some people would consider me famous. Um, I said, yeah, and Elvis is still alive. I didn't say it, but I thought it, you know. He said, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty famous rock singer. I said, oh, really? Okay. Hey, glad to have you, man. Let's set up a Bible study. So um, somebody comes up and they said, is he with a group called Saliva? I said, yeah, that's right. That's who he, that, that's what he said. So I walked back and I said, are you with Saliva? He said, yeah, I'm the lead singer. I went, okay. So I started working with him on a Bible study. Next slide. Uh, he was the lead singer on the Spider-Man movie, singing Hero with, um, I forget the guy's name. It's not my, next slide. Uh, that's when he received a, uh, a, an award of some sort. Next slide. I've given him a Bible study, sat down with him for months. I sat down with him every Tuesday night and gave him a Bible study. Next slide. Oh, uh, he was on that, uh, that Spider-Man movie. Sorry. Um, next one. That was him just about two years ago. My wife, we lost contact with them for several years. And I kept wondering, man, I wonder how they're doing. I hadn't talked to them in a while. We're driving down the road, and my wife says, uh, Babe, are you ready to cry? And I said, No, not really. She said, I got to show you something. I'm fixing to show you a video here in just a few moments. But what we've got to get down into our spirit. And I'm trying to inject into every person in this building. There's wealth beyond the walls. Doesn't matter who it is, God can use them. God can use every bit person in this building. Brother Marshall, I don't have the ability to get out and knock on doors. Well, then why don't you have the ability to, to keep a, a, some kids while parents go knocking on doors or, or develop friendships with somebody and, and get a Bible study lined up. That's the will of God. It's the value. There's, there's wealth beyond the walls. So my wife says to me, she says, hey, babe, uh, are you ready to hear this? I said, I don't know. So all of a sudden she turns this video on. I used to sing in front of thousands of people. You thought I was worth saving. But you came to change my Would you stand right now all across this building? Man that was a rock musician sang in front of crowds and toured all around the world. Now he was, this video he was singing in church. You thought I was worth saving. There's somebody crying in this city right now saying, I, I, I want to find something. I want to find the place where I can have peace in my life. Would you lift your voice right now? Would you begin to talk to God and say, God, would you use me? Come on, if you need the Holy Ghost right now, I'm inviting you to come up here. Come on, come up here. It'll just be me and you, and God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you're valuable to God. You're valuable to His kingdom. He wants to fill you with His Spirit. 
would you would you come right now? Come on, if you want the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you with His Spirit. Come on, somebody. There's a soul. There's this. This song is being played out all across this city, all around this city. This song is being played out right now. You thought I was worth saving. You thought I was worth dying for. Come on, would you lift your voice to God and say, God, lead me to somebody. I want to be led, Lord, by you because I want to see somebody filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on. God wants to change your life. God wants to change your life. He wants to touch you. He wants to move upon you. He wants to bless you. He wants to change your life. He wants to take the old man and make the new man new. The old man new. He wants to change you right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice to God. Right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, if God can take a drug addict. He was a drug addict. He was an alcoholic. He lost everything he had. He told me, he said, Brother Marshall, he said, I used to be a millionaire. But he said, I don't have anything now. Bishop, he lost everything. But whenever he lost that, God gave him everything. He gave him an opportunity. Come on, somebody, hear me. Hear me right now. God wants to do that not only with you, but the people you come in contact. There's wealth beyond the walls. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. God wants to do it. God wants to touch you. God wants to help you. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Yes, Jesus. I need a couple of people. Would you come and help us? Pray right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, we're giving this to you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Lift your voice to heaven right now. Lift your voice. Come on. Come on. Some people are praying. God is wanting to touch them. God is wanting to fill their lives with His Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I praise you. God, I praise you. Save it. You thought I was worth saving. So you you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. 